You're listening to the Lifting Her Voice podcast, episode number 126. Today we'll read Romans chapter 9 together. Paul describes God's elect, how God is just in his election, and Israel's current state. Welcome to the Lifting Her Voice podcast. I'm your host, Joy Miller, and I invite you to grab your Bible and join me as we simply read God's Word together. Some things require discipline, and sometimes that's just not easy to muster by yourself, no matter how badly you want to do it or how much you know you should. It's just easier to do it with a friend. So refill your coffee or tea, get comfortable in your favorite chair, and follow along as I read aloud. I'm so glad you're here. I just have to prod you toward the Bible Project again today. In their current process series, the most recent offering is a video called The Habit of Open-Mindedness. It's only four minutes long, so you can literally catch it while you're heating up leftovers in the microwave. Throughout our lifetimes of going to church and listening to teachers who may or may not be spirit-led, we each have some ideas on which we have built our faith that may or may not be true or biblical. So the guys at the Bible Project pose this question. How do we decide which paradigms are helpful and which ones we need to get rid of? In a very short time, Tim gives us several pitfalls and preconceived notions that tend to trip us up as we open our Bibles to read. It's extremely important to have an open mind, being full of anticipation of learning something new and totally surprising. I highly recommend that you click the link and watch the video. It will take you to YouTube. And be sure to let me know what you think in the comments on the website or on Facebook. Romans chapter 9 I speak the truth in Christ. I am not lying. My conscience testifies to me through the Holy Spirit that I have great sorrow and unceasing anguish in my heart. For I could wish that I myself were cursed and cut off from Christ for the benefit of my brothers and sisters, my own flesh and blood. They are Israelites, and to them belong the adoption, the glory, the covenants, the giving of the law, the temple service, and the promises. The ancestors are theirs, and from them, by physical descent, came the Christ, who is God over all, praised forever. Amen. Now it is not as though the word of God has failed, because not all who are descended from Israel are Israel. Neither is it the case that all of Abraham's children are his descendants. On the contrary, 
your offspring will be traced through Isaac. That is, it is not the children by physical descent who are God's children, but the children of the promise are considered to be the offspring. For this is the statement of the promise, At this time I will come, and Sarah will have a son. And not only that, but Rebekah conceived children through the one man, our father Isaac. For though her sons had not been born yet, or done anything good or bad, so that God's purpose, according to election, might stand. Not from works, but from the one who calls. She was told, the older will serve the younger. As it is written, I have loved Jacob, but I have hated Esau. What should we say then? Is there injustice with God? Absolutely not. For he tells Moses, I will show mercy to whom I will show mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. So then, it does not depend on human will or effort, but on God, who shows mercy. For the scripture tells Pharaoh, I raised you up for this reason, so that I may display my power in you, and that my name may be proclaimed in the whole earth. So then, he has mercy on whom he wants to have mercy, and he hardens whom he wants to harden. You will say to me, therefore, Why then does he still find fault? For who resists his will? On the contrary, who are you, a human being, to talk back to God? Will what is formed say to the one who formed it, Why did you make me like this? Or has the potter no right over the clay to make from the same lump one piece of pottery for honor and another for dishonor? And what if God wanting to display his wrath and to make his power known, endured with much patience objects of wrath prepared for destruction. And what if he did this to make known the riches of his glory on objects of mercy that he prepared beforehand for glory? On us, the ones he also called, not only from the Jews, but also from the Gentiles. As it also says in Hosea, I will call not my people, my people, and she who is unloved, beloved. And it will be in the place where they were told, You are not my people. There they will be called sons of the living God. But Isaiah cries out concerning Israel, Though the number of Israelites is like the sand of the sea, Only the remnant will be saved, since the Lord will execute his sentence completely and decisively on the earth. And just as Isaiah predicted, if the Lord of hosts had not left us offspring, we would have become like Sodom, and we would have been made like Gomorrah. What should we say then? Gentiles who did not pursue righteousness have obtained righteousness namely the righteousness that comes from faith. But Israel, pursuing the law of righteousness, has not achieved righteousness of the law. Why is that? Because they did not pursue it by faith, but as if it were by works. They stumbled over the stumbling stone. As it is written, Look, 
I am putting a stone in Zion to stumble over and a rock to trip over, and the one who believes on him will not be put to shame. Paul is brokenhearted at the stubbornness of his people Israel. They continue to hang their hat on salvation through the law, and that is never going to happen. Salvation comes only through faith. Paul contends that God can show mercy to whomever he chooses. He continues by giving examples via three Old Testament characters. He chose Isaac over Ishmael, he chose Jacob over Esau, and he hardened Pharaoh's heart. Paul imagines his reader's question might be, is that fair of God? We are humbled when we take his answer to heart and turn the questioning on ourselves. We, mere mortals, dare to question God? Does the clay get snippy about what the potter makes? We must confess that the potter can make us into anything he chooses. For me, this acquiescence to his lordship in my life is always where the rubber meets the road. Let's pray. Lord, thank you that you have given me the faith of a child. I know that is not the case for all of your creation, but I praise you that it is for me. I don't worry about whether your justice is fair to the Jews, because I know you are perfect in your plan and it will all work out in the end. However, I struggle every hour of every day with rebellion and giving you that seat of lordship in my life. I can be so independent and so stubborn, Jesus. Perhaps there are others listening who struggle with that too. We're more Romans 7 Christians than Romans 9. Have mercy on us, Father, and do not repay us according to our rebellious hearts. Help us, Holy Spirit, to give sway to your every command. Thank you. Amen. Thank you for joining me here today. I pray God will grow in you what has been planted and watered here. In this time of unprecedented struggle worldwide, we can look to God for guidance and comfort. Be sensitive to those in your circle of influence who need a word of encouragement and invite them to join us. If you like the show, it would be great if you'd give it a five-star review. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. See you right here tomorrow. Be well.